Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. All right, let's start by reading a few scriptures together, okay? Uh, We'll read some together. I'll read some on my own. Take a look at... uh, Uh, Psalms 112 on the side screen. The first three words, just read them together. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Let's do that three times in a row. Ready? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, my turn. Here we go. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Now, everybody together. Their children will be an entire generation of who? Will be what? They themselves, come on, will be, and their good deeds will what? Ah, I like that. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed, and their children will be successful where? Now, would that be an entire generation of people that are underneath a democratic rule? How about a republican rule? How about if they live in the United States? How about if they live in Europe? How about if they live in Mexico? So an entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy. You think it's okay for you to be wealthy? The answer to that question is, are you godly? And if you are a child of God, it is perfectly okay for you to be wealthy. And their good deeds will last forever. I like that. Let me read verse 4. Their light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, they're compassionate, and they're in right standing with God. And not because of anything they did, but because of the relationship with Jesus Christ. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are in right standing with God will be long remembered. Verse 7, everybody, here we go. They do not... Can we stop right there? Should godly people freak out over anything? No. Have you? Stop it. (laughs) Come on, give it to me. They do not fear together. Bad news. They what? Trust in? Not the Republican Party. Not the Democratic Party. Not the government, not the president that is going out, or the president that is coming in. Can I get an amen? Amen. Who are we trusting in? We are trusting in the Lord. And everybody together, they are? And? Just that part again. They are? And? And can face their foes triumphantly. Verse 9, the Bible says this, uh, They share freely and give generously to those in needs. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. And they will have influence and honor. And by the way, guys, this is going to tick a lot of people off. Look at verse 10. The wicked will see this and be what? And they will grind their teeth in anger and they will slink away their 
their hopes thwarted. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever been blessed to a level that it just bugged your family members, your in-laws, your coworkers? You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be blessed to such a level that those that are wicked and those are enemy of God have a problem with you. And that will never change. Well, I just want everybody to like me. I don't even know how you're going to do that. There's always going to be half of the people that have a problem with you if you're on the other half. Does that make sense? So it's not about how can I not have everybody be mad at me, but the question is what group do you want to be mad at you? And I'm really grouped with the glad and good with the wicked, ungodly group being mad at me. I'm good at that. Now, if the godly people are, then I've got to take a look at it. But when the ungodly people are mad at me, I can be perfectly okay in that picture. Ann and I took a uh, road trip to go down to see my mother down in Florida. And uh, we do this every year around our birthdays. We go down there and we see her, make sure she's all stocked up and spend some time with her and the family. But we did it a road trip going down. We shot straight across the United States going to the east. And we went through Pigeon Ford, Pigeon Forge, where Dolly World is. Anybody been to Dolly World? Okay. Ann and I were the youngest people in Dolly World. <laughs> the youngest. It was cool, man. We went to Dolly World, and then we went to uh, uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Anna, you know, she wanted to go in and out of the shops. And if you anybody been to Gatlinburg? This is a cool place, and this is like a wholesome family. Every one of the stores had praise and worship music being played in them, Christian environment. I mean, it was really, really it's very special. One of the few wholesome places left on the planet, I think, is Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Great history there, wonderful time. Well, anyway, Anna picked up a T-shirt, and on the T-shirt, because Anna's from the South, the T-shirt said, I was raised on sweet tea and Jesus. And the T in the word tea was a cross. So I was raised on sweet tea and Jesus, and a cute shirt, really cute shirt. So yesterday when we were coming back, we flew back, when we were going through the Denver airport, we were, you know, it was a zoo. The airport was a mess. And her and I were walking down the stairs to go to gate number, you know, 14,024 in United to get a flight over to Junction, you know what I'm talking about? And, and as we were going down the steps to that area out there, the concourse area out there, a woman was walking up the steps and she looked, and by the way, the people yesterday were, they were just unhappy folks in Denver Airport. But, and Ann and I were laughing and we we're having a good time because, I mean, it's crowded. You know, TSA's, you know, doing what they do. And it was, you know how it is to fly. So, so we were coming down and the woman looked at Anna's T-shirt. She read it, snarled, just snarled, rolled her eyes. And I said, is, did she do that over your T-shirt? And Anna goes, yeah. And I said, are you kidding me? She goes, no. Nah. So she must have been raised on sauerkraut and Satan. <laughs> now, you know, I love telling you guys stories like that because there's really, we have some funny things going on in our life. And over the years, you have heard a lot of Hooper stories. You have heard a lot of Hooper stories and Tim Roseberry stories and JL stories. And the teaching pastors get up here, we tell you a lot of stories. But here is, honest to God, the truth of what we know. You guys have the best stories. You guys. And for 27 years, I've been listening to them. And I would love to tell them your stories. I just can't figure out how to 
do that without getting in trouble. <laughs> so therefore, I'm going to confess something. Even though you have the best stories, and I would love to tell them, and I can't tell them here, I tell them when I go to other places. <laughs> I do. I will start off by saying, hey, there's this couple back in our church back home, and I will tell a story on you. Now, I do not use your name. I don't throw your picture up on the side screen or anything like that. But I tell your stories other places because we as the teaching team here at Fellowship Church, we know you guys really do have the best stories. They're a whole lot better than ours. They're funnier. They're, 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 they're more captivating. I mean, you guys, I have heard your stories over the years where it is, it is really cool. I just can't tell them here. So know that when we tell, this isn't about our story as much as it's about your story. And the favorite part about your story to me is your journey with God. Your journey with God. Now, when my kids were young, I used to have to pay them to tell any story about them from the, from the pulpit. If, if we were on the platform and, and I didn't get their permission, and I told a story about my daughter, I told a story about my son, something they did as kids or something they did in high school, I had to pay them. They would say, Dad, it embarrassed me. I had friends here that day. And I'm like, oh, man, they thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was funny. They're telling it to everybody. Don't tell stories on me if you don't have my permission to tell the stories. I go, I'll pay you. 20 bucks, two, 10, five, deal. So every time when they were kids and I told a story that had their name in it, I had to give them a $5 bill. And they would come at $5 per service, right? So really, I have told enough stories on you guys around the country that I should have to send you a check. But I'm not going <laughs> to. Because you guys got stuff on me. And I got stuff on you. But the best stuff I got on you is your journey. Now, have you ever noticed, though, in your God time, the God stuff that's going on in your life, that the enemy has really fought against your personal, private, quality, meeting time with Almighty God? If you agree with that, would you raise your hand? Well, this is what I want to do this morning because I believe this with all of my heart. I believe if you will do what I'm teaching this morning, it will radically change your life as a child of God. I believe that if you do what I'm teaching this morning, it will change your workplace. It will change your finances. It will change your home life. It will change your relationships. It will change your happiness. It will change your mood. I believe with all my heart that if you do what I'm about to tell you in the next 15 minutes, it will forever change your life. I heard it from one of my favorite people that's ever lived on this planet, Dr. Billy Graham. I heard it about 30 years ago from him. And here recently, Joyce Myers has been talking about it over and over again. And we hit on it from time to time. And then all of a sudden, and I will also tell you this, every significant Church pastor, every spiritual leader that I know would tell you this is the most important thing that you can do in your Christian life. Every one of our team teachers here at our church will tell you we cannot survive in this world without what I'm about to tell you. We cannot survive in a world that does not belong to us without doing what I'm, I'm going to tell you. And if you will grasp it, if you will do it, I radically believe, I believe it will radically forever change your life. And that is a personal, private meeting with God. 
every single morning. Hmm. And some of you are thinking, well, you know, I'd like to do that. I just really don't know how that, how that works. Well, I'm going to take you into my world. I'm going to take you into what my meeting place with God looks like. Matter of fact, I brought this camo blanket from home. Camo, that's manly. You can wrap yourself in a blanket, guys, as long as it's camo. And uh, a few other things. And I just want to share with you what my time with God looks like. First of all, if you're going to have a meeting place with God, um, no meeting takes, happens without a place and a time. A place and a time. You have to have that first. Where, where, where are you going to meet with them? Where's that place going to be? And it can be anywhere. You know, it doesn't have to be real fancy or anything like that. And then what time are you going to meet with them? Now, I know some of you aren't morning people. How many of you? You guys are 9 o'clock people. So, but you, so are most of you guys morning people? Okay, I think there's significance in first. First time of the day, first money out of your paycheck. I think when you give God the first money of your paycheck, he's going to give you back more money. You give him the first time of your day, he's going to end up giving you more time. He's going to bless you, make things work out for you. So you need a time, you need a place. I think that's, that's very important. And secondly, um, you're going to need some stuff, all right? You're going to need some stuff. So what I normally have around me is I'll, I'll have around me, you know, I normally have my coffee because, you know, I've got to have a good cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, some people like to have a, a Bible. Notice here I've got, I've, got a, I've got a Bible, NLV version, very, and, and, and that's large print, right? Does that look like? That is a large print Bible. So therefore I have one of these. Right? You know? And um, now I won't even do this at the 11 o'clock hour because they won't even know what this is at 11. <laughs> They'll think I'm going to put something on fire with that. So I won't even do that at 11. Jesus calling. Jesus calling. And, and that, that's a normal thing. Some, some people like having, a, you know, a, a notepad or a pen or something like that that they can write on. And I don't. I don't have that. I, I use a reader. And the reason why I use a reader is because I can make the font in this thing any size I want. I can highlight it, and I'm not really much into journaling by hand because if I journal by hand, I write so terribly that later when I go back to read it, I can't read what I wrote. So I can highlight in here. I can, I can write notes in here, you know, I, and I, I, can see, I can make the font as big as I want. And I have several translations of the Bible in here, and so, you know, I can go to that, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just sit down. But this is kind of what my, my meeting time with God looks like. Morning. Morning, Father. Thanks for the night's sleep last night. It's a good night. I got a uh, birthday card from my grandkids. <laughs> and we read this. <laughs> God gave us grandpa's. Make sure we have the perfect combination of wisdom, smiles, and fun. And they topped it all off and poured on the love. <laughs> ah, sweet. Thank you for my grandkids. God, thank you so much that they still think I'm cool. I mean, me and you know different, Father, but they still think I'm cool. And thank you for them loving me. Thank you for that. What a gift. What a gift for my grandkids. Bless them. Bless them, Lord. It's awesome. Well, where am I going to read today? Huh. 
And normally if I'm not reading like through the book of James or First or Second Peter or something like that, um, if I don't really know where I'm going to read, I'll just go, well, what, what is today? What is the day? What day of the month is this? Anybody holler it out. So I'll just go, okay, Proverbs has 31 days, so let me just go to Proverbs 13, and I'll go in here to Proverbs 13, and then I'll just start reading some of it, talking to them about it along the way. 13.4 on the side screen, look at this. Lazy people want much, but they get little. <laughs> but those who work hard will prosper. Hmm. God, I've never been afraid of working hard, but man, I, uh, and I want to prosper, so keep me working hard. Don't let me get lazy. No matter how I feel or whatever, I got to provide for my family. So uh, make us prosperous. So I'm, Father, let me, let me work hard for you today. Right, here's one. Proverbs 10, 13, 10. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. You know, I've been proud a little bit. You know, I didn't handle that humbly, and I shouldn't have said what I said, and I was a little cocky with that answer, and I was a little quick with that person. And that, that might have been pride, thinking, you know, I didn't have time for them or something. And, Father, I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm sorry for pride. I, I know you said pride goes before a fall. and I did. God, I, I'm sorry for all the pride in my life. Please, I, I want to be a humble servant for you. So I'm, I just, and while I'm at it, I'm sorry for the rest of my sins. Please cleanse me from all of them and create in me a clean heart and renew a loyal spirit. Don't let me be disloyal to you, please. And I, I, want to be, I want to be a man that you want me to be. And then, Father, uh, you said uh, those that take advice are wise and put the right people around me. I want, to, I want to have right, you know, the right advice coming in to me, mostly from you, but then from the right people around me. There's oh, Proverbs 13.11. Wealth from get rich, rich quick schemes quickly disappear. <laughs> oh, God, I have a lot of people that send me emails about how we can Jump on a pyramid scheme and get rich. Tell me to have a discernment right away on that stuff. And, but wealth from hard work grows over time. There's hard work again. All right, I'll kick it up a notch. Huh? 13, 19, it's a pleasant to see dreams come true. <laughs> wow. You've let me see a lot of dreams come true. Sure have. Ann and I are in a season of life, Father, that we've, we've only dreamed about in the past, and now we're there. My son's the lead pastor of the church that, you know, we started. And, and him and Amelie, Father God, they, man, I kind of see a Joel and Victoria Olstein stepping up there when they get up there, man. Wow. Maybe dreams come true, Father. The fools refuse. To turn from evil and attain them. I don't ever want to be a fool. Hmm. I wrote down some things, Lord, I wanted to talk to you about. And some of you guys, you might, you might write some things down on a three-by-five card. I don't because, again, my handwriting. So I put them in the notepad in my phone. So I'll pull my phone right out. And I'll say, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this. And I'll start talking to them about something. I want to talk to you about that. Oh, and look here. Father, I got a text from Walt. Look at that. He just, he just texted me and said that he was praying for me and my family today. <laughs> Thanks for friends. Thank you for loyal friends. Man, that makes life fun. Lord, I want to return the favor. Bless Walt in Jesus' name. Bless and Joni and everything they touch and everything they do. Keep them healthy and strong, Lord. Thank you. 
Thank you for that. That's good. Now, Father, you told me that you heal and that you want to heal and you can't heal. So, Father, if I can just take five minutes and just sit here with my mouth shut for a minute and believe in my heart that you're going to heal me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I just want to take five minutes with you and believe your healing touch is working through me right now. God, I, I'm just going to receive that. Please, God, heal my body, my mind, right now in this room. Might spend five minutes doing that. Kick over to a worship playlist on my phone. Play a little, you're a good, good father. Let that soak into me. And then I'll tell them now, I'm just going to shut up and listen. I don't do that very often, Father, but I want to shut up and listen to anything you want to tell me. Just tell me before I go. About to head into the day, Lord. Anything you want me to know. I'm, I'm available. Now, there's going to be times that you're going to feel like you have taken these prayer requests and you have thrown them up and they hit the ceiling and didn't go any further. So you feel that way? Yeah, sure I do. And there's going to be times that in your time with the Lord, ADD is going to kick in. Father, I really wanted to talk to you about, oh, a squirrel. <laughs> but God wants your time. And this is a faith move of putting him first. And when you give him this kind of time and this kind of attention, well, I didn't understand everything I read. You don't have to. It's not about you understanding and memorizing or being able to bring it back up again. It's the very fact that the power of God's word went into you that day. And by faith, God all of a sudden changes everything in your world because you gave him your time. Let me give you very quickly three benefits that come from giving God your time or doing these meetings with time with God. Here they are. When you spend time with God, number one, your joy increases. Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life and you fill me with joy in your presence. Joy from your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You see, that's why when you come to church, you ought to feel better when you leave here than you ever did when you walk in the door. When you come to Fellowship Church and you leave here, you ought to feel better. You ought to be walking out of here going, whoo, I got some encouragement today. Man, I was in the presence of God today. God's word was put into my life today. Oh, man, you got to be filled with joy. You know, I have never watched an hour of CNN, MSNBC, or Fox News, which is about the only news channel that's on in our house, but I have never watched an hour of any one of those news programs and was so excited afterwards I wanted to chase Anna around the house. <laughs> Not once. Oh, I wanted to go to bed, but to pull the covers up over the top of my head... Joy. Mm. When you spend time with God, your peace increases. 
Philippians chapter 4 on the side screen. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, when? Then, after you have spent that time with God, then you will experience God's peace. It's one of the greatest gifts that God will ever give you is his peace. You can't get mad at the world for being worldly. Can I help you with that? Some of you get so upset. Well, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they're doing that. I wish all those people that promised that they would go to Canada if Trump got in, I wish they would go on to Canada. I'll pay their way. It'll be the first step in making America great again. <laughs> the world is just being worldly. That's what the world does. You can't get mad at them. They're doing a good job at it. We ought to applaud them. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. And you're never supposed to feel like you belong here. But God gives you peace inside and outside for real, right in the middle of being in it. And it will not come from alcohol. It will not come from marijuana. It will not come from drugs, prescription or otherwise. It will not come from the friends coming over to your house. It will not come from movies and it will not come from sex. The only place you can get it is by spending time with your God. That's it. By spending time with God, your confidence increases. Philippians chapter 2 verse 24 and I have confidence from who? Second Corinthians chapter 1 says, And he did rescue us from the mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. I, we have placed our confidence in him, and he will what? Joy, peace, confidence, generational curses being broken, the breaking of strongholds over your life, your mind and your thoughts being positive, and your soul being restored only comes from God and spending time with him. The Bible says it's better to put your confidence in the Lord than to put your trust in men. I uh, <clears throat> have been really amused by the things I've seen on the news the last several months. And man, we are just, I don't know, I I called a few buddies of mine up and I said, hey man, how are the guys doing in this area? What do you think about that in this area? And it's, it's really interesting. Now I want to say something to you and, I, and I'm going to keep it off the record, but I don't want you to add to it or take away from it in any way. I want you to listen very carefully to the content of what I'm saying on a personal level, okay? But don't, don't go detail on it. Just listen to what I'm saying. I am 58 years old. What is the earliest president that you can remember that was in office when you were alive? Name one. Carter, remember Carter? Okay, Nixon, Nixon. George W. Bush Sr., George Bush Sr. Anybody remember him when he was in office? Okay, can I start with him? I don't remember anything about him. Can I start with Nixon? Nothing. How about Carter? Nothing. I mean, can I put it this way? None of those presidents made that much difference in my life on this planet. Not one, not ever. Nothing that they've ever said. Obama, the only thing we got out of Obama at the very end that I noticed was my health insurance went up. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious now. I'm Dan Hooper living in Grand Junction, Colorado. You know how it affected my life. It didn't, other than my health insurance. And then God made up the difference in my money for my health insurance. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you this. There has not been a president in my life that has ever affected my life that much. 
Never have, never will, and it does not matter. And do you know why? Because money does not provide for me, and my government does not take care of me. If anything, I give to my government, right? A third of what we make. We give it, right? And then I am okay, and then I am not okay with what they do with it, and I verbalize it. But my government has never helped me one bit. I am who I am today because I have put my faith and my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he and only he provides and takes care of me. So why in the world would I spend more time watching MSNBC or CNN or the only news channel we let in our home today, which is Fox News, and they tick me off from time to time, than I do with my father? Does that make any sense at all? I'm telling you, if you will grasp this, and you will do this, confident and fearless, you're about to revolutionize everything around you because of that meeting. I love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In fact, you can do that right now. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me if you haven't already done so. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the Lord and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And thank you, God, for that fact. I ask that you now be my savior to guide my life and give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. If you prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer for any reason, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or on the web at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.